0: This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats.
1: Hi, I'm Alexander Sigua with Look West. November is Native American Heritage Month. The only California Native American sitting in the state legislature is Assemblymember James Ramos. He is also the founding member of the first Native American Legislative Caucus in the state's history formed just this year. Recently, we talked with Assemblymember Ramos via Zoom to learn why he formed the caucus and what he hopes the caucus will accomplish in the years ahead. Is it okay if I
2: open up with a song? Absolutely. Yeah. I know that we sing uh, one of these songs in the, um, on the floor, but I could explain it a little bit more. and <laughs> really set the tone for the discussion. And this is a Serrano bighorn sheep song, "Bot." is the bighorn sheep in Serrano, our language. Tenaivat means searching for the bighorn sheep. And that's what this song talks about. And it talks about how the people would go out and look for um, the bighorn sheep as a food staple. And so this is a, a an ancient song and really a spiritual song for our people.
0: ayam, Ba tanaiva ba tanaiva mm-hmm. i am pile ba tanaiva i am pile ba tanaiva i am pile ba tanaiva i am pile Faaaat than Iva, m Ion pile. Faaat than Ion pile. Faaat than Ion
2: Thank you for uh, letting me sing that song.
1: That was beautiful. Thank you, Mr. Ramos, and we really appreciate it. First, I want to start by asking you, what did you why did you create a Native American caucus, and why is it important?
2: So when you start to see the the makeup and diversity of the state legislature, the different caucuses that are represented it, Native American um, caucus has never been something that we've talked about or even led the way on many issues. Um, A lot of people do think that gaming is the only issue that's now important to Native Americans, especially in the state of California. So having, um, and the speaker granting, and the pro tem also agreeing to allow senators to be part of uh, the Native American Legislative Caucus is something that now starts to be able to engage with other allies, the Latino Caucus, the Women's Caucus, the Jewish Caucus, um, the different caucuses that that are there to touch on the issues that are very much important to the Native American uh,
1: community. And for our listeners who want to know more about what does a caucus do specifically?
2: So our caucus um, specifically focuses on education, education on issues that um, still impact California's first people. Um, And it actually becomes an educational tool within the legislature itself, because we find that even city members in the state legislature don't fully understand the history and the contributions that California's first people have contributed to the state of California. Some still think that all uh, Indian people use the drum for music. And here in the state of California, the drum was pretty much foreign to um, traditional music in our area. We use uh, gourd rattles in our areas and hoofs of animals like I just sang with. And so even breaking that stigma down at the legislative level becomes an educational component, which we gears some events around to educate um, legislators, assembly members and senators, and even staff on the importance of knowing the factual history and factual culture and music of California's first people. But it also looks at the issues that still are plaguing um, many California Indian people here in the state of California. And it's no different than a lot of the issues that we're talking about um, as the the body for homelessness, um, public safety, Um, social um, areas, um, suicide prevention, all these things still plague um, California Indian people at a higher rate than other uh, areas in the the state of California.
1: So on the note of cultural education, can you tell us if First People and Native Americans are interchangeable words? So as a California
2: Indian person, so if you know the tribe that we're from, you would specifically say that. So I'm and Cahoea. And when I'm up there in Sacramento, I meet with um, some of the Miwok Nisenan people. We refer to them within their tribal name. Growing up, we were, you know, California Indian uh, people, and then Native American comes out. So I use it interchangeably. Um, others would focus more on the Native American uh, perspective. But if you know the tribe of truly where people are from, Miwok Nisenan, there in Sacramento, here in my area, um, Serrano, Cuil, at them Serrano. And then there's others, Hittith, Marino, Serrano. But you would have to know the different clan names that are there.
1: And what are the goals of your caucus?
2: So the goal is to, um, one, educate those on the issues that are still pressing in the state of California, garnering support to push pieces of legislation like the ones that we pushed this year, um, changing a name of a college, um, a law college out in San Francisco, because it carried the name of a perpetrator that paid for militias and and genocide towards Yuki Indian people and Round Valley Indian tribes. And so being able to form together and to create some type of a a voice that needs to be heard, that bill moved forward and that, that college now does not bear that name of that founder. So issues like that and derogatory names towards Native American women. In 2022, we had to push a piece of legislation to convince those in the state of California that derogatory names towards Native Americans, um, women particularly, is something that won't be tolerated. And that's a goal of the of the Native American Legislative Caucus. By partnering with the Women's Caucus, we were able to get that done.
1: And can you tell us more about the battle over statues and other symbols that Native Americans have had removed or changed? And why is that important?
2: I think looking at the pieces of legislation that we've got signed into law one, Dealing with the colonizational period with um, the Juniper Serra statue on the Capitol grounds, where we have a, a AB 338 that got signed into law, and there'll be a monument uh, dedicated towards um, uh, the Miwat Nisanan people. Um, and WE'RE I think we're going to be up there in November to do a groundbreaking on that. Then you look at um, this founder of this law school in San Francisco that perpetrated and paid for genocide to be inflicted upon Round Valley Indian people, Eden Valley, Yuki Indian people in particular. And then you look at a derogatory name, uh, the S-word. We call it the S-word bill. And some say, well, that's not derogatory. Well, I think it's time that the voices of those that feel it's derogatory to have a seat at the table to say how derogatory it is. When you have the Secretary of Interior, Deb Holland, making it a federal area and stating that it's a racist term, shouldn't the state follow suit? And we still find people that take the, the opposite view, that that's not derogatory, that it's flattering. I was also involved in uh, the city of Santa Barbara, where they had a street name called, uh, in Spanish, um, Indio Mirco, Dead Indian Road. Mm -hmm. And so I started a a letter writing campaign to the, and signed by many members of the caucus now to the city, asking for that to be changed. And they ultimately put it on the agenda to get it changed. Now it's called a a different hutesh. Hutesh is a, a Chumash word for it. But there was people in public comment that challenged it and said that it was honoring um, the Indian person who was found dead at the end of that road. So it was an honor to them. We said know that that didn't take place. And then comes the argument of critical race theory and, and these things, how we're erasing culture. And, and as far as the Native American perspective, um, how can we erase a culture when our culture and our history has not even been told correctly or even factual, even here in the state of California and across the nation? So it's a chance to get factual history about uh, California's first people um, in front of those in the state of California, if not the nation. um, Great atrocities did happen. Even though California was admitted as a a non-slave state, the indentured slavery of California Indian people is well documented when the state came into being. Um, The different uh, bounties that were put out on California Indian people where they were paid for when they brought those souls of the Indian people so people could attest to that they actually did some killing. They got paid by taxpayers' dollars. Shouldn't growing up knowing about the tax system or or even the history, people should know about that and how it was reimbursed by the federal government. These are issues that we we continue to talk about. Yeah, we get put into um, some of those dialogues as far as critical race theory and some of those, which all we're talking about is diversity and factual um, culture. And so yeah we'll continue to to work on these bills we'll continue to look at different place names i think we set the policy um within a piece of statute with um um with 1936 ab 1936 so others could follow it
1: and personally mr ramos what does the formation of the caucus mean to you i think the formation of the caucus
2: um, means a lot it means we could tackle issues that are important to others now We're not being left behind when we're talking about issues that are important to the state of California, but also um, being able to be the only California Indian person elected in the state legislature. I got elected in 2018, people were cheering, but we have to ask ourselves, why did it take so long for a California Indian to get elected in the state legislature? So one of the highest priorities of the caucus is to go out into um, the Indian community, Native American community, and start to encourage those to run for political office. Whether it's on the County Board of Supervisors where I serve, also on Community College Board of Trustees where I served here in San Bernardino. Getting engaged in the political system is something that we're still trying to make sure that that the Native American population knows and believes that they can be in these seats that we're sitting in.
1: And as a whole, what do you think the caucus means to the First Nation communities?
2: I think it is validation. I think when you look at the governor coming out and publicly apologizing for the horrendous crimes against California's first people, um, starts to set the tone for um, identifying and basically attesting to the the history of the trauma that's been impacted upon uh, the California Indian people. So having a caucus starts to have a validation of our issues are no longer forgotten about. We went from Uh, Indian people that people forgot about, tried to kill, tried to get rid of erase us in the state of California to a people now that went from people not even knowing the true history about who we are to all of a sudden people just um, identify gaming establishments with, with the tribal people. And that's not the case. There's so much more in between. Gaming was an opportunity to open up the window to address all these issues that we're talking about. So being able to have a Native American legislative caucus means that those issues are being validated in the state of California. When we talk about genocide, genocide is is something that we continue to move forward on because it was impacted. There's clans and groups of California people that are no longer here in the state of California. Different clans, different dialects, different atrocities, different things that need to be told in history books about who we are as California's first people. And not so much as as looking at the colonizational period and the impact that it had with the mission system and those things. But we also have to talk about the resiliency and the fortitude of our ancestors to continue to move forward, even when all those things were against them, to continue to move forward so our culture still stays alive, like the song that I sang.
1: That song was a wonderful way to open this episode, Assemblymember Ramos. So what's next? Is there more to be done?
2: Certainly, we still want to tackle a a lot of issues. One of our bills, government to government consultation, uh, a lot of people um, and even in the state legislature believe that the only consultation that takes place is when compacts um, for gaming are on on the table. But there's far more when wild wildfires come through uh, and it destroys cultural resources. How are we we managing that? How are we doing pre-management with the forest in in the state of California? How are we looking at um, when we talk about the water, the water crisis that's going on? How does that impact cultural resources of tribes in the state of California? So there's far more to be able to discuss on these issues, let alone when flooding comes, right? Flooding comes. It does affect, um, you know, California's first people also. And and we've seen it with the pandemic, with COVID, how there was food banks established. There was different centers put up for um. DIFFERENT um, GETTING YOUR BOOSTER SHOTS OR EVEN TESTING AND SOMEHOW SOMEHOW ALONG THE WAY TRIBAL GOVERNMENTS WERE LEFT OUT OF THE DISCUSSION SO WE HAVE TO DO BETTER Um, WE LOOKED AT um, PROVIDING BROADBAND INTERNET AND WE providing THAT FOR OTHERS IN THE STATE OF CALIFORNIA HOWEVER WHEN IT COMES TO TRIBAL NATIONS SOMEHOW THAT GETS OVERLOOKED WHOSE RESPONSIBILITY IS IT WELL IF IT'S IN THE STATE OF CALIFORNIA IT'S CALIFORNIA'S RESPONSIBILITY
1: I THINK YOU ARTICULATED ALL OF THAT you know, very, very well, Mr. Ramos. Lastly, is California a leader in regards to Native American representation?
2: So we would like to think so. Um, however, we know that other states are moving in different directions. We just got a bill signed into law, AB 1703. Second time we, we took a, 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 you know, a chance on it and, and, and trying to get that done. Our first bill dealing with Indian education didn't get a committee hearing. Um, Our second bill, AB-1703, did move through the legislature and got signed into law. And we mirrored that after a a bill in Washington state called the Time Immemorial Bill, where then the educational system focuses on Washington's first people, and it's embedded in the educational system throughout the state, um, from the early uh, elementary to secondary to high school. So California now with AB-1703 starts to pave the way to get to that point. We've also seen with missing and murdered indigenous women um, throughout the nation. It's been an issue plaguing uh, Indian country for years, even when I was growing up. Now it's getting advocacy um, for it. So we actually looked at uh, some bills that moved forward in other states um, that created an alert system. And so now California, we had a bill, um, AB 1314, called the Feather Alert Bill, that now is an alert system similar to the Amber Alert and Silver Alert, working with the CHP and tribal governments, they can issue an alert system to ensure that when people are abducted from a federal Indian reservation or an Indian community in the state of California, that now there's process for that feather alert to go into place. Those are things where the state is um, moving forward in. One thing that where the state is leading, where Governor Newsom came out and did a public apology as the executive officer of the state of California as the governor, to uh, apologize for the different trauma and historical trauma that was impacted upon California first people. With the first governor putting out bounties on California Indian people and paid for by tax dollars from the state of California that was reimbursed by the federal government. Governor Newsom has led the way in doing that public apology and continuing to look at bills and signing bills that work on these issues that we're talking about here today. And, and it's important, to again, to say that gaming was an opportunity, um, and we were engaged in it when the first compacts came out. It was always a way to open up that window so we could address all these issues that we're talking about here today. There's far more to the California Indian people than just gaming.
1: Thank you, Assemblymember Ramos. We really appreciate your time, your insights, and sharing your perspectives with us today.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking interest in this. And and thank you for doing this because we know that uh, November is National Native American Heritage Month, but not many others do, um, right? And so by highlighting it helps us to get the word out to honor um, not only California's first people, but the nation's first people.
1: Our thanks to Assemblymember Ramos for visiting with us. I'm Alexander Sigwa with Look West. Thanks to all of you for listening.
0: The Look West podcast is produced by California Assembly Democrats. When you think of Californian politics, remember to look west.